Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Do not weep for me, for I have not gone. I am the wind that shakes the mighty oak. I am the gentle rain that falls upon your face. I am the spring flower that pushes through the dark earth. I am the chuckling laughter, the mountain stream. Do not weep for me, for I have not gone. I am the memory that dwells in the heart of those that knew me. I am the shadow that dances on the edge of your vision. I am the wild goose that flies south at autumn's call, and I shall return at summer's rising. I am the stag on the wind hill's way. I am just around the corner. Therefore the wise weep not, but rejoice at the transformation of my being. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid. And our lovely guest is still with us this evening. So we're going to go around. I'm Margot. And I'm Maeve. Gwen. Lawrence. And I'm Brian. Yeah, so we haven't mentioned in three episodes that Lawrence, by the way, is dressed to the nines while the other four of us are wearing shorts and t-shirts. It's no surprise to those who know me that I always dress to the nines no matter the occasion. I do not own a single pair of sweatpants. I I agree. I am generally dressed to the nines. Yes. But But you uh, have an excuse. I have an excuse. I am guessing that you are in a, your dress to the nines is very beautiful, that you were in a traditional oh, wear. You are. I, and I recognized <laughs> So I would have been right to discuss right it on away. the episode that uh, it was probably no. for. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no. tell, tell us about for what you're wearing. For those who have not been with us last two episodes, I am what I call a heritage witch. I focus on Acadian and French-Canadian folk magic as my practice. And oh, today, that's a beautiful saying. I, yeah. Why did we say a that? Heritage witch. Heritage Sorry. witch. I like that. That's not the same as a fam trad. It's a heritage witch. It's a heritage witch. Much nicer. Yes. So basically what I'm wearing today is an Acadian striped skirt that falls to the ankles, worn by many Acadian uh, women back in the 1700s. But but basically, uh, most of this is a hodgepodge of what I currently own in my closet. I am working on a fully traditional Acadian costume to wear to uh, rituals, to church, to like just really like fully get into Mm -hmm. it. Um, so I'm currently working on a waistcoat, which is fun. And I'm currently wearing a ceinture fleche or a um, sash belt that voyagers would wear on their trips to the interior. 
which I recognized immediately because I grew up in Manitoba. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I happen to be born in Winnipeg, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, a lot of Voyager references and information there, for sure. And on your head. Yes, a little I, skirt. Yeah, it's a standard bandana, uh, but I like to wear it as a form of veiling when I can. I wear it to church on Sundays uh, in ritual. It keeps me in a headspace of this is separate from mundane life. This is holy. So anything that has to do with ritual, with spirituality, this podcast, of course, I am wearing it. So that's um, actually a, that's a good topic for someday because, like, mm-hmm. into druids, we all wear our kilts and black mm-hmm. and yeah. pirate shirts. And, yeah, and witches know, have their robes. But Absolutely. and and when you first came in, and I have never met you before. I thought maybe you were a Mennonite because I grew up in the country where there are many Mennonites and they wear something very similar on the back of their head. Yeah, and I only recently went back to church, right, as an adult of my own free will. <laughs> and I saw some adults failed and I was like, oh, now that's a concept. <laughs> well, it's true. I do know that even my mother was saying that when she was growing up, you would have never went in the church without something yeah, on your head. Your head would well, be even touring churches in Europe, mm-hmm. you, you should we, put a hat on. We well now it's more the shoulders. Women, you yeah. you would never go in with a sleeveless top or a tank right. top. You would need to put something over your shoulders. The head, not as much, but we did occasionally get grief for not covering our heads. Absolutely. But we never went in any church with bare mm-hmm. shoulders for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, I'm basically dressed like an Acadian peasant to the best of my interpretation. So that's what what's going on. But it looks fantastic, <laughs> and it's colorful, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, they didn't care what colors went with what. They worked with the fabric they had. It may look garish to our modern eyes, but I personally love their combination. <laughs> you don't know me! <laughs> what is Maeve's favorite color? Orange! No! Tie-dye! Tie-dye! <laughs> I do have a little bit of tie-dye on my head. With a tie dye on my head. Well, so yes, I'm still here. Yeah. So, uh, so our topic for tonight, <laughs> which is not this at all, is um, about the practice of pagan funerals, grief, death, and everything beyond. Dun dun dun. Yes, I think as Westerners, and, and we've touched on this a little bit in the past, that yes. we are very removed from death. Mm-hmm and from the practice of dealing with death, Mm -hmm. dealing with our loved ones, honoring our loved ones. I think it it gets passed on to very often. The funeral is often performed by someone who never actually knew this person in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and for someone who has experienced so much death in their life, I have been to alarmingly few funerals. Like, I think four Wow! in my whole life. So, I've been to more funerals than I'd like to count. Mm. So, personally, I I am definitely a patron of the Morgan. Where the Morgan comes into, for me, is that moving on to the next life. I am a very strong believer in reincarnation in my own belief, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can come back as anything. Depends on the life you've chosen to live mm-hmm. and the life that you uh, have been put here to live. So so the Hindu concept that you could come back as an animal or exactly, something. Yeah. Okay. I, I also believe that we are placed on this earth to experience as much as possible with the goal of our soul to have experienced everything. And that's when you as a soul reach your form of nirvana or release, whatever it may be. Uh, I've mentioned this before, the Pixar movie Soul, pretty much that. Mm -hmm. Maybe less of the escalator, but... There there was a point where I had a dreadful existential crisis with the idea of my soul wanting to experience all these different things. I could not bear the idea, and I suppose this is very egocentric, that I was just for my soul's amusement. And I had this dreadful existential crisis because of it. It was horrifying. It was awful. (laughs) So in before 2018, I had attended various great grandparents and grandparents funerals, aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. And in 2018, my mother passed away. Uh, This was more of a shock 
is my dad, my father was quite ill for the last 10 years. So everyone was surprised when my mom passed away before my dad passed away. So that sent me personally into an existential crisis spiral. There was a lot of thought of death, decay, your own personal mortality, everybody's mortality around me. And then I attended my mom's funeral and I got mad because my parents were never religious folks, but they grew up in PEI. And it didn't matter who you are, because in PEI, every funeral is the same. And this is not a slight in any way against the church. Every funeral is all about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I sat in that room and I heard my mother's name mentioned twice. And Jesus was mentioned 19 times. I've been to funerals like that. It, It just made me think a lot about what was happening. That to me, the greatest woman I ever met passed away and we were talking about her. We were talking about characters from the Bible, which isn't an issue, but that has a place in time and this wasn't mm-hmm. it. And so it that's when I felt the Morgan had placed her call on me. So I continued through my existential crisis for about a year. I had a hyper focus on my own mortality, my own death. Wasn't exactly pleasant. At no time would I say I felt like suicidal. I wouldn't, that, mm-hmm. that wasn't the concern. It was just a major focus of my life and it became, it got in the way because I didn't feel I can really accomplish anything else. Then uh, my father, who was quite sick, cancer didn't take him, old age didn't take him, a broken heart finally took him. Oh, so nine, I'd say nine months in 2019, my father passed away and it stopped the existential crisis came to an end. And it's because I realized I was angry again because I went to my dad's funeral. My dad was mentioned twice and Jesus was mentioned 27 times. And once again, this is not a slight against the church. It was a slight against the system. Mm -hmm. And I realized that while once again, one of the greatest people I ever knew in my life was now in the ground, no one was talking about him. They were talking about fictional characters from the Bible. And this drove me to a point that I feel one of my jobs in life and something I need to start moving more forward on is to become what's called a death doula. And my goal as a death doula is not to tell others how they should or should not feel. It's to help them get through those emotions, Mm -hmm. get through the rigmarole of red tape that our government is placed on deaths and funerals. Unbelievable. And make that process and make the understanding that that individual moving on to their next life is as easy as possible for the people left behind. I understand, and we've, we've discussed this before, that funerals are not for the dead, they're for the living, they're for the people who are left behind. Mm-hmm. And I slightly disagree with that. I understand that the, the living are the ones that are to be here to experience it, but that experience should be up to the individual who has left us mm-hmm. and not up to the people left behind. So I often joke when I pass away, it's going to be a show. I want a luau. Yeah, there's going to be a luau. <laughs> and when you come up to the coffin, I'm going to come out of the coffin. And go, it's going to be. I want a luau. And at the same time, so there we I don't want to be cremated. I don't want to be ground up. I want someone to toss me in a potato sack in the back of the car, drive me up to out to the green cemetery outside of Halifax, where they'll have a hole pre-dug, and someone just tosses me in, and then that's it. Well, you, you know, that's, that's, I was trying to remember, I saw something on Facebook, like a meme about green burials or something, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what... Oh, oh it's a tree planting. Do you, that's how we get haunted forests. That's yeah. one, but there was another one. I want to be buried. It, what The word wasn't raw. Mm-hmm. I want to be buried basically unwrapped. And, and I don't remember yeah. what the word was. Yeah, I don't want was, any embalming fluid. Uh, no, no, either. No, no, absolutely. Stick yeah. me in the ground. Because you know, the body, the body's dead. That yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. My soul yeah. is long moved on. Mm. Take me to a bar. 
drink a pint, yeah. and then stick me in the ground. We came with Bernie. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate yeah. situation. For, for many, many years, I had a horror of being buried, and I want cremation, cremation, cremation. And then it was when my mother-in-law died that we went into to the room where the urns and the caskets were. To, I went with my husband to do that. I couldn't enter the room. I realized about 20 minutes later that it wasn't being buried. It was the coffin. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the coffin. And even putting me in an urn and sticking me in the ground, it's that, you know, being confined in, space. Confined. Agreed. And well, the thing I, is, is now that they have green burials, if I could just be put in the ground, you know, with a sheet and some grave goods, you know, ah. with a tree, <laughs> yes. I would, that's okay. Because yeah. my neighbor said to me, well, you're so into the earth and, you know, the nature and the this. I'm surprised <coughs> you don't want to go back to the earth. And I said, it's not the earth, it's the coffin. Mm. I don't want to be, even an old pine box, I don't want to be put in a coffin. That explains so much. I, I'm focusing on the grave goods. What are your, what? Yeah. You have five things that you are buried with. What are they? A tie-dye sarong. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have to think about tie-dye sarong. Maybe some shells. Um, some of the ashes of my cat Genevieve. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a few other things. You know, some grave goods. I don't know. What do you guys think my grave goods should be? What do I? What I don't have a point because as a, as a cat, I'm not gonna have a use for any of that stuff. I'm gonna come back as a cat. <laughs> that cat to me is like that, like break or retirement. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where is he now? Oh, really? Yeah. No, maybe my tent. Yeah. My tent. You know, I don't know. I think about that. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. No, I love the green burials are coming into actual existence. Thank goodness. Because, yeah, you awakened to something in me too. It was the coffin, right? Like, I it's don't mind coffin. the earth. I love the earth, but don't put me in a coffin. Honestly, I think my ideal plan would be for me to be buried to make a tree grow, but also to have my ashes spread in the Laurentian Mountains around the secondary region. So, is there any way they could just. Like, take your heart out and cremate it, and then you that can have a few nice. ashes to take place. You know, that place. would be nice. But, you know, I want to be spread out in the mountains surrounding my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Place. Like, I'd, I'd love to be within that land. So that, that's, my, that's my dream <laughs> for my plans. I'm kind of torn because I would like to be cremated, too, because there's going to be many places I know that I will probably won't get to in my life, but I'd like my child to take some of my ashes there. Sweet. That's fair. That yeah. kind of idea. So, too. I don't know. While this is obviously an incredibly serious topic and it mm -hmm. can be very emotional and deep for some people, for me personally, it's still a serious topic, but it's, mm -hmm. I think after my dad passed away, I came to acceptance of my own mortality. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, that was the same for me because when my mom passed away, I stopped and thought, I think she was maybe 25 when I was born. So then I'm like, okay. I have 25 years left. That's wild. Mm. Yeah. That must have hit hard. And then I think about the past 25 years. That was not that fucking long ago. No. No, so, we've had some fun, though. Oh, that's we true. Had some that serious is absolutely fun. True. Yes, absolutely. So, like, for me, like, I'm in no way, like, suicidal. I don't think about that end date, but I'm perfectly okay when it comes, I guess. Yes. I've always kind of felt that too, yeah. because I think, you know, after losing my maternal grandmother and my father and my little sister, at that point, it's like, well, you know, I don't know if I believe in a heaven or an afterlife or what, but yet I'm okay if I die because they will be there. Yeah. Yes. So you have yeah. you have family to meet to yeah. right away. Yeah. 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 And even yeah. walking through Camp Hill Cemetery on a regular basis, you look at the headstones from the Victorian era and they have descriptions of, you know, unto this was it my go to and I fly. And I'm like, no one has those sayings on their tombstones. No, no, anymore. no. Like how much of a comfort is it to have a be a part of a denomination that really truly honors what you believe in in order to comfort you? Mm-hmm. And that's right. so invaluable as something when you die for your relatives. Like it was severely ingrained into their culture to the point yeah, where it cool. was a great comfort to them. And now I look at modern headstones. 
it's yeah. so sanitized in my yeah. opinion. And, yeah. Well, you know, they automatically just go to automatic atheist funeral service if yeah. they haven't yeah. detailed out their plans. Yeah. And that yeah. makes me incredibly it, sad. Yeah. Grief has become, I find in general, quite sanitized. You know, how many, and, and sadly, I've known several people who've lost, you know, a spouse in the past mm -hmm. two, three, like last two years, I've known. I know a whole bunch of people who've lost their spouse and their month they're back to work. I know it. I, I feel speak for themselves, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but many not of them me. were, like two weeks yeah. later. You know, off they went back to work. I know several people like I think that. that that's a societal thing. It is. There, there is an expectation. I was very grateful that both the prison and the hospital mm -hmm. were very good about that. They yes. were. They allowed that space for me to mm -hmm. come back in my own time. Lovely. Yes. But there are yeah. many cultures where you get a year mm -hmm. to wear yeah. black and be as miserable yes. as you want to be. I, yeah. I, I think that's a great thing. And one of my friends who lost her, her husband mm -hmm. very suddenly, you know, she's back to work, a, you know, a month later and she's mm -hmm. pushing on and, oh, he's, you know, she was trudging on. Yeah. The bottom fell out. Yeah. yeah. About yeah. a year and two months later, the bottom fell out or fell out and she was a mess. So well, I think. And you're. I, you're, I, I don't say this, but maybe the Victorians were right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you gradually go to gray and then lavender. Yeah. And you know through an intricate language of clothing at what point of the yes, process yes. you're in. That is genius. I wish we still had that. You didn't you don't have to say a thing. They can read it. Yeah, they can and, read it. And they can interact right with you appropriately. It yeah, yeah. So that would be amazing. I would yeah. love that. Have a you know, the, the whole like, you know, that long to be you know, in mourning. Right. We're I have, yeah, yeah. I have so many comments off of what Brian says, but I don't know if we want to go back there. So I oh, was, yeah. I was thinking about some of the things that you were saying, and we've kind of diverged. But I think one of the things for us as pagans is that orthopractic aspect of our religion about right action, and that many Christians write belief is important. So that inclusion of theology and Jesus in that funeral service gives them comfort. If they have that whole theology, when we're such a pluralistic society, even if we have a funeral service and we have our faith community amongst us, mm -hmm. the act of the funeral service, the theology doesn't matter. Right. The theology, because every single person has a different relationship with deity, a different pantheon that they are comfortable with or all those sorts of things. So maybe that gives them comfort and there is an assumption, there is an assumption in a primarily Christian country that you're going to be Christian if you haven't, if you're, if you're buying generic, generic funeral service from your funeral mm -hmm. home. Yeah. So as listeners know, Dave, my, my husband passed away several months ago, but due to COVID, his funeral services were delayed a couple of times. And we just recently had them. And at Brian and Maeve's advice, I did not officiate, which I often officiate, but I did not help officiate. And um, so my three co-hosts, we planned it together and they were very gracious in letting me say, no, I like this or no, I don't like that. Or these are the things I want to include. But we were about being there to honor Dave Absolutely. and whatever our individual versions of theology were. And Dave's version, while pagan in outlook and, and from his history, also a little bit of First Nations, although in outlook, you know, it was all different anyway. Yes. What, what, what would we say? What would we say? We, we weren't there to convert people and, and our versions of orthodoxy, our individual versions would not offer comfort to anybody no. to include community that showed up for Dave's funeral. Mm -hmm. It was about Dave. Right. It was about Dave and it was beautiful. If I may say so, I'm going to just point people out. So poor Margo, they divided up the elements of the service and it was very beautiful and all of these sorts of things and had these great plans. And Margo had this great idea for a circle opening, had her bionic knee surgery, had a little hiccup, hiccup <laughs> and was in hospital with a broken, broken arm. arm. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. During, during day service. <laughs> so it was... And it, I was miserable <laughs> so we all phoned her afterwards and and we're we're trying to be supportive and Maeve brought her some grief buffet but um, that's such a weird concept being in the hospital miserable that you're not at the funeral <laughs> <laughs> it's like compound grief I, know, I just I wanted to be there so badly I don't want to say looking forward to it but I was invested in it yeah. it was yes. important to so, me and that's actually that's a good point because yeah. you may be looking forward to because it wasn't a typical funeral yeah, it's yes. a celebration it was, it was so Margot's Margot was going to open the circle and we adapted it and made it work but Dave as, as we've spoken before was a master wand maker and we asked people in the community that would be coming anyway to bring their wands and they created the circle using Dave's wands Maeve called all the quarters and she took an element of Dave's passions and Dave's life. And when she spoke to Air and when she spoke to each of the quarters, she made it individual too. That came to me at 10.30 that morning. Oh my I, goodness, it, it was the no. most beautiful thing. Well, I, I had it all ready. And I was, you know, what how Dave was involved with each of the elements and related. But then I said, wait a minute. The air, we celebrated the friend he was. The fire, we celebrated the husband he was. The water, we celebrated, you know, the father he was and the earth, the grandfather he was. Yeah. And I, that came to me at 10.30 that morning. <laughs> so it was very interesting. So it was right action and it was personal. And, and, and Brian welcomed people and we, and it was about Dave's lives and Dave's investment in the community and his family and in the creation of family around him and those sorts of memories a couple of people spoke for a very very short amount of time but every aspect of that ritualistic process Dave was the center of it mm. and I've had a lot of people have have either reached out or I've met in my you know whether it was work friends or whatever and they have said to me that is the be most beautiful funeral ceremony I've ever been I've been to things that were close but nothing that was as personal but as beautiful as it was and to be fair I heard a lot of it afterwards because I thought I'd be okay and I shook and kind of was in a fugue state for part of it when I've been coping pretty well but I don't think that's unusual for a pagan funeral to be personal. I don't think it's unusual to be focused on the person and the relational mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. aspects because our religion is relational. It right. is, absolutely. It was wonderful. And I was to another funeral once that was like that. And it was just everybody standing up telling hilarious stories about the guy mm -hmm. as we drank. It yes. Was it was like a, uh, almost Curve. like a sample or whatever. Yeah, right? it, it was perfect. And, and it, it was really nice. And I'm usually not too, I, I get psyched nervous before a ritual. But I was really nervous to do that because I was for Dave and I wanted you to be satisfied. Well, that's I was what I've always said. Before, fun before any ritual, I always get really nervous mm. before which doesn't matter what, like I could be with a group I've been working with for 20 years and I've realized the day I don't get nervous before ritual, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. Mm. You know, like that's how important it yeah. is, is to be. So I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. I get psyched nervous, but yeah. I don't, you know, on the whole. But it was it was really. And I, I thought, my goodness, it was 1030 that morning. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, wait a minute here. 
It was really good. And it was, it was very personal and people, you know, your brother and your sister were singing. Yeah, my brother and sister sang. And people talking and the boys spoke, you know, it was, it was, it was really nifty. Yeah, Sunstead is eulogy. So, yeah, so that's how it was focused on him. And the eulogy was done, again, I think that's not unusual in a pagan ceremony where the eulogy is done by somebody who actually knows you very well. And to be fair... Modern Christianity isn't the Christianity of the past where Mm -hmm. people were part of a community where the minister did have a personal relationship with you, the priest, and he would be able to have that personal touch. I can talk about that for hours. Yeah. Because researching in French Canadian funeral culture is so much fun. (laughs) Like someone passes away, they stop the clock as soon as the person died. Mm-hmm. That clock is covered in black and it is not to be seen for an entire week, sometimes more depending on how much time for the person needs. And the whole family prepared, well, the women of the family prepare the body for viewing, but through their own house, they don't go to a funeral home. Yes, it that's, yes. that's that was what I said. People when visit all week. We went and, yeah, and to my mom yeah. in the funeral home before mm-hmm. she was cremated. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to be take part in the preparation of that yeah for sure and it's not just allowed. not allowed no, it was such an intimate and personal yeah. way of doing mm-hmm. a funeral and doing good yeah. by somebody who passed away and the day of the dead was a sacred time for that specifically yes. you remember the people you helped pass mm-hmm. on and you cared mm-hmm. about the souls in purgatory because you know how hard that can be in the passage so, so part of the issue now yeah. with our modern system mm-hmm. is that everyone gets bombed everyone exactly like, that, that wasn't the intention of those those no. systems. Embalming was meant for individuals who had to travel, a- travel exactly. afterwards so yeah. they could it's get from whole, point A to point B. It's the whole sanitization and hygiene coming along and medicine and doctors, scientists just taking control a bit more and they're like, we don't need midwives. We don't need women yeah. attending bodies. We don't need any of that. We do this ourselves in a sanitized and very harsh environment. Right. And that completely destroyed the soul, I think, of the industry itself, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Having, I think having the the body or whatever you know ashes ashes end up coming home but i mean there might be maybe you would find more solace in being able to sit next sit with sit yeah. next to the coffin yeah. all night instead of having to leave by yeah. 8 30. exactly it's you know what i mean to be with them it, it it's very sanitized if they want to i guess it's all about calmness and mm-hmm. perhaps dignity in some ways but i find it's very very sanitized well and it's also about turnover you want to believe it mm-hmm. what do you re- maybe you don't remember because i've seen the movie i don't know 40 times the old Christmas Carol movie oh, with yes, Alistair yes. Sim. Yes, I. And and Scrooge goes up to say goodbye to Bob Marley. And there's an undertaker at the top of the stairs. And he says, well, you don't, you know, basically let the grass grow under your feet. And he says, ours is a very competitive business. Yeah. The undertaker. And I mean, it's been, you know, once that sort of started happening, it was a competitive business mm-hmm. and an expensive business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I find too, like the personal, going to the personal funeral and being asked to help with, you know, with Dave's service and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I wanted to make it as personal as possible, but because I went, the worst funeral I ever went to in my life was in the first Baptist church. <laughs> it might've been in Dartmouth. And it was my aunt's mother-in-law and her mother-in-law was a lovely woman kind i mean she was you know she was part of our brought into the family and just the nicest woman in the world Mm -hmm. and i went in there and it was god is great god is great god is great and now the horrible sinner is going home to jesus i couldn't believe it i left there going that was a horror it was a horror yeah and another funeral i went to sadly a friend of mine he passed away when he was only 41 from cancer he left four children and a wife behind Mm -hmm. and it was huge service huge because he was a wonderful wonderful man and he didn't he didn't know the minister in the church it was in was his mother's church or whatever and the minister didn't even say his wife's name it was his name was also dave dave's wife and children didn't say the name of the children or the name and this was i don't know 15 years ago yeah not even not not even 
I mean, he didn't know this guy. And I, afterwards, I said to his wife, I said to my friend, I said, what the heck was that? She says, that was for his mother. <laughs> That's got no, that had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Wow. Believe it or not. She didn't even say her name. Yeah. His wife and children. I'm like, what? Yeah, I did. There was it was in a Catholic church, and there was this very modern art Virgin Mary, and I just I finally tuned out and was looking at the Virgin Mary and talking to her in my mind, mm-hmm. just like you know, because that you know the Christian goddess, the Virgin Mary, mm-hmm. and I said I just I couldn't even listen. It was horrifying. Yeah, wow. yeah. So that's why it's great. You know, it's nice to have the personal. I hope someday I'll be able. It, will any of you be alive still to do that? Who's going to do that? I'll be. I'll, apparently, you I, be, apparently yes. I'm a teenager according to you guys. So I'll be around. <laughs> Ryan, you'll be doing my funeral because nobody else, nobody else be doing it. I got no one to do it for me. Uh, I was thinking your funeral should be up a mountain on the by a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that would be nice. Uh, we'll hike in. Yeah, hike in and have a hike in. By a waterfall. Yes, indeed. There is a waterfall that I do. Part of the the list of places, if I don't have green burial, is one of them is is a waterfall near where I grew up. I put some in there. I'm also going to the Sphinx. (laughs) I'm going to to Langothlin in Wales. I'm going all kinds of places. So let's talk a little bit about the grief process. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about sticking us ourselves into the ground or what we want the ceremony to be. But if you lose someone, how how is it that you deal with that? I guess in a pagan sense. I was going to say badly. No, <laughs> it is badly. Can't, no, I, I think I'm doing okay. You're I think doing I'm doing really okay. Well. I, I'm, it's really hard because... I hesitate that whole, like you say, how can you believe in past lives, but not believe in reincarnation? (laughs) But I know, like, sometimes I'll say these things and they'll come out of my mouth and I'll think, oh, you sound like such an idiot. But I am aware that Dave and I have been together before and we will be together again. And I will see him again in some form or another, the essence of him and the essence of me. And uh, right now I grieve my loss, I don't grieve him because I think from 2016 on, he had various forms of pain and disability and and had for such a vital person. So, you know, I grieve for my own loss, but I do have some sort of nebulous understanding that that's just in the grand scheme of things, this is the blink of an eye. Yeah. I think that's one of the the things I sort of accepted after my mother passed away was don't grieve their loss, mm-hmm. celebrate the time you had with them, yes. celebrate that you got to know them, yeah. your past got to cross. Absolutely. As a young 27 year old, I have not experienced much death at all in my life. So <laughs> I can't even begin to fathom how someone goes through a grieving process of that kind, especially when someone close to you dies. I've never experienced that in my life. I was pretty blessed with yeah. growing up with great grandparents. Same. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. And grand, like, I still have a grandmother, mm-hmm. uh, but both, I lost both my grandparents, yeah. uh, my grandfather, uh, grandfather on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now both my parents mm. and all of my aunts and uncles on my dad's side, oh my except goodness. Uncle Donnie. Don't 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 big up lost Uncle Donnie. I know, but I recognize two out of my three siblings. Well, two siblings, including myself. Oh my God, Uncle Kent, he's still alive too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm the more spiritual of the bunch. Yeah. Like I feel like I would have a foundation of belief to get me through the process, which is good. And my parents entrust me enough to tell me you're in charge of the funeral when we die. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Now, I I didn't actually have to do much of this arrangement because luckily I have a sister who is in PEI and she dealt with Mm -hmm. the majority of that itself. Yeah, so I I don't have a lot of experience on that end, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's something weirdly enough to say like I'd like to find a way to get experience in that way Mm. but please don't die uh, anyone I know (laughs) for me to get that experience yes yeah I'm the same when my mom died my brother and sister-in-law who had been looking after her and taking care of her and really hadn't I guess I don't think I had realized just how ill she was right so they took care of everything but she went to a small church United Church in Cornwall. 
So she knew the minister very well. She was very involved in the church. She was very involved with the parish. So it was a very personal ceremony for her That's funeral, nice. which was which made it that much easier yes. to attend, knowing that it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like with Rhonda's dad, some person up there who had never yeah. met him before and mentioned his name a couple of times in the yeah. funeral. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think... In a way, it's it highlights our lack of community or our disconnectedness within this culture that mm-hmm. so many people, mm-hmm. you know, like and the and as pagans, these these grassroots groups very often maybe it's a little easier, but then we need those death doulas like what mm-hmm. Brian's looking at to navigate some of yeah. the complexities of how to make it happen you you may want these things but it's beyond you and mm-hmm. and and a death out of nowhere makes it very hard Difficult to, to mm-hmm. even yeah. decide which the, way to turn so you just go to a funeral home and yeah. get generic yeah now package a if you don't mind me asking and you certainly don't have to answer the week before dave's funeral i was at another funeral mm-hmm. One of my oldest girlfriend's mother died and i've known the woman since i was a child and they waited a couple months until they had the service, and you waited quite a few months. Did you find that made it easier? I really don't know. You don't know because I it's sometimes don't know. it's like, especially with a sudden death, within four days, their funeral's there, and the family's so overwhelmed, and uh, everything's. I think. I think we had a chance to plan the funeral that we wanted for Dave, which was beautiful, which might have been a lot harder to do under a, a strict, you know, that one week yes. you're, you have a, a couple of visitations, whether it's mm-hmm. in a private residence or whatever, and then, and then you have a funeral and then, and then people go on about their business. And that's sort of the way the funeral business works now <sighs> because of COVID and the restrictions on people gathering indoors and that sort of thing there's been a lot of delayed funerals i've i've been hearing stories as as well people have been offering their stories up i thought i was doing really well it kind of triggered some stuff but maybe it was some stuff that needed to come up anyway you know like these are things that are just going to come up i i was sitting there and i was like my leg is shaking my leg is shaking oh my goodness you know i but uh, people like three rows back said, no, your leg wasn't shaking. Your whole body was shaking. And apparently I was sitting in the chair just shaking. Yeah, I did notice yeah. your, your boys with their arm, mm-hmm. arms uh, around you. Yeah. I, I I thought my leg was shaking, but my whole body was shaking. But it, yeah, I, I found it, it. It brought things. It made them immediate again. That's one of the hardest things for me. Grief process. Pagan non-pagan whatever it seems like i'm the only one who wants to talk about dave people are nervous to talk about the dead right. and i just want to i want to hear his that's, i want to know he's not forgotten i want to hear his voice on i want to hear his name within my family yeah mm-hmm. yes, my when mom your family passed so realize and i mean we were adults by the time she realized that she thought she was protecting our fragility by not talking about my father and my sister mm. whereas we would have kept their memories alive much stronger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i no longer have a solid memory of my father's face yeah the only memories of his face i have is from photographs and movies yeah right. so I think perhaps if we had talked about them more and celebrated their lives more, I would have stronger memories. I right. think. So I think I think that's definitely an issue in our culture. Yes. Because yeah. other cultures they celebrate the dead. Yeah. There's entire yeah, days dedicated. Mexico, Day of the Dead, and yeah. in Asia you have shrines and temples dedicated to the the ones who have passed on. I think the the Mexican Day of the Dead is one of the most beautiful celebrations mm-hmm. that we have in our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I might not ever want kids, but I still want my household to be raised in that kind of mm-hmm. energy. Right. Yeah, so nothing's taboo. Everything on the table. You are yeah. allowed to talk about things yeah. like that. Well, I was nervous at first, and I, I asked, asked you. Yes. I asked you. Yeah. I said, "Where's the line here?" 
Do you, is it okay if I talk about Dave? Is it, you, would you prefer I didn't? I, well, I thought, I don't know what I'm supposed to, you know, where the yeah, line no, is. No, for I sure. And we, and we don't have modeling on that, really, do we? And, and just we I'm don't know how to. <laughs> but I know, and, and you did the right thing to ask. I think for most people, they would appreciate the ask. But I know for my own sake, and I remember the week after Dave passed away, the boys stayed with me. We had realized he was quite sick. Dave hadn't realized, but he we had realized. And my sister said, call the boys. Hold, hold up. It's not that Dave didn't realize. Dave was stubborn. Yes, Dave was stubborn. <laughs> Dave was stubborn. He was what proud is, of being stubborn. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, didn't one of the boys say, in, was the word intractable? How does that word Intractable, from? maybe. Intractable. <laughs> yes. 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 So uh, apparently his eulogy wasn't, yeah, when, you know, like when you die, we don't forget all the characteristics, <laughs> all yeah, your yeah. characteristics. It's a, it's an accurate picture, possibly. Mm-hmm. It's a loving but accurate picture. So they stayed, and when my oldest went back to work, some people said, "Well, we're glad to see you back, and sorry about your dad." And there was a couple of people that he was quite close to at work, and and he started to talk, and he basically got shut down. He said. People don't know how to talk about no. people yeah. who have gone. And he said, I just wanted to talk about my dad. Yeah. 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 I will forever remember as I'm calling the North and I was using the drum. Yes. Was it the, or, or, or was it when we were doing the drumming for the rocks? I forget what it was. Which which one it was? I think no, it was, it was the, at the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. It was, yeah, it was the the round soft part on the end of the beater stick flew off. <laughs> Yeah, in the had to of the be. ceremony, and I'm, and I did say straight out. I said, "That is Dave putting me right on the spot." Well, oh yeah, because well, yeah, I can also hear him that. saying, "Aren't you supposed to be drumming?" Why yeah. drumming? <laughs> you were drumming. <laughs> he was putting me right on the spot, having that thing fly off. I know it was him. So I'll remember that forever. That's a funny story. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people find it very uncomfortable to talk about the dead. Mm-hmm who they don't have a connection to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel it's really important to learn those stories, to learn about mm-hmm. those individuals, to learn about those people. So I mentioned sort of off recording, here in Halifax, we have a social media account called Dead in Halifax. It's an individual, Craig Ferguson, who goes around Halifax and he finds older tombstones or memorials and he, he does the research on the individual and they help create uh, online social media posts about them, and I, th- I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's I, a I, I agree. Thing. Or yeah, the fellow who's cleaning up the old uh, cemeteries and abandoned Absolutely. cemeteries in Nova Scotia. And as I said earlier to, to everyone here, I had to get off that Facebook page. I was so upset all the time because some of these, like I say, the gravestones, no one's been there in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. But to have that, yeah. and then they're on, they're on Facebook and viewed so many times. That's nice. Yes. That's but beautiful. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't see it anymore. I was crying. I'm like, and I can't watch it. So I, I love that concept in in Mexican mm-hmm. culture. And what was the movie? Was it Coco? Yeah, Coco. Yeah. Oh, that's a marvelous movie. Yeah, where yeah, like they sort of gain the power and fame in the afterlife based on who remembers them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That is and we've had some amazing Samhain mm-hmm. yes. feasts yes. honoring our ancestors yes. as well yes. with yeah. like all their favorite foods. And <laughs> now I'm very fortunate; my parents are still with me. Mm-hmm. My grandparents have passed on. I was very close to most to, to them, but my grandfather, my one grandfather especially, is with me often. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing some people don't ignore. You know, I had. A neighbor who, after her grandmother died, oh, I was so scared. She was so upset because the TV had flicked and the light had flicked and whatever. And oh, it might be my grandmother's ghost. And she's all upset. And I'm like, well, were you afraid of your grandmother in life? Oh, no, my grandmother was wonderful. I said, well, why on earth are you afraid of her now? Yes, exactly. There's no reason. My, and my, my grandfather and my one grandmother are popping by all the time. One of them usually to go, excuse me. <laughs> what are you doing? But the other one is with me all the time. My house and, and my, my daughter's one grandmother on her father's side was in the house all the time. It's like, they're still there. 
Yeah. You know, and I mean, people, that's another thing is like, do they, do they still talk? To, if they talked to them or had them around or, you know, knew they were there, I can tell when they're in the house. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, this is really nice and it's comforting. It Absolutely. is. It's very comforting to know that they could be there mm-hmm. and you could speak to them or they could give you words of advice or comfort. It's very, very nice. So people shouldn't ignore that. And no. a lot of people, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts. It's like, oh, yes, there is. You know, I, yeah. I wholeheartedly believe in ghosts. Oh, I truly yeah. do. Because mm-hmm. my mother was incredibly close to her dad. So when he passed away in 2000 from lung cancer, my big brother at the time, he was maybe like 16. And one time she woke up in a sweat in the middle of the night and she could have sworn she heard her father say, Guillaume has been in an accident. It's major, but he's safe. Sure enough, she got a call from the police saying Guillaume's been in an accident. You should come down and see. She'll never forget that instance because she knew like her dad was there watching over them. Yes, absolutely. Always there. Feel it. And every time too, my mom just looks at me like go in a coloring book and just draw or sew something or do anything really. She's like, that's my great grandmother. (laughs) <laughs> like she used to do that all that all the time. Like spirit lives in you. And I'm like, oh, my mom's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I plan to come back as one of my daughter's grandkids. That's oh my plan. My gosh. That's my plan. Daughter's grandkids, not your daughter's kid. Well, I would like to be alive for their that's, life. That's true. <laughs> no, I'd like to be alive. But you're supposed to enjoy grandkids. I that's right. Kind of, I, I don't want to be dead within the next 10 I years. I just assumed yeah. you wanted to torment your child. Oh, well, that's I'm going to torment someone. I'm going to be tormenting someone. No, when my daughter's grandchild is acting a certain way, she's going to go, that is my mother. <laughs> you're just like your great grandma. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite death joke for me of all time is me dying. Putting on a corset must fit in with all the other ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remembering is so nice. I remember when COVID started and it was going on for a couple months and it was just, and I remember thinking, oh, I wish my grandmother was here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because she had been a British war bride. She had lived in England during wow. the Depression and the war and the Blitz. And then, you know, even afterwards, most people didn't have a lot of money after the war. And this, and all of this is like, man, wouldn't it be nice to be able to have her advice? Mm -hmm. I could have her advice Mm -hmm. if I, see, I can't see the dead, but if if I, maybe if I was quiet enough, it would come to me. Her advice would come to me. Mm -hmm. So they're still there. They're still there. I like to think of them as still there because I am, knock on wood, very fortunate that my parents are still with me. Me as well. My parents are still with me. There we are. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. And remember, your loved ones are still with you. Just sit quiet and you'll hear them. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for our show, we certainly would love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us on our Facebook page or apparently Instagram. We have Instagram. (laughs) We have Instagram. We have Instagram. And uh, certainly thank you to our wonderful editor and uh, our Patreons. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to thank our amazing Patreon supporters. Today, we shout out to Danny, Tania, Sarah, Lore, Kay, Linda, Jennifer, Highland Horde, and Larry. Without your generous support and contributions, we couldn't bring you this magical content. And we thank you for listening. Until next time, everyone, merry meet. Merry Merry part. And merry meet again. Blessed Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.